I was in my newspaper office the next morning, ready to write Pastor Bedore's obituary, when Onita May Harpole strolled in. She was my good friend and Solo's busiest gossip. She plopped down in my creaky guest chair and proceeded to stare at me, her usual way of letting me know she wanted to talk. I paused to learn what gossip or opinion she'd brought. Leaning so close I could smell her juicy fruit gum, she said, Martha, I hope you're not writing some puff pastry story about the preacher. You should tell the truth. Father Bedore was seeing a married woman. What? We don't have any facts, Onita. Only rumors. Remember? Betty told us in Bible study she saw him go into that Alamo motel with some woman, Onita reminded me. And you trust everything Betty says. People see what they want to see. Besides, I added, this is not some feature story about Father Bedore's death. It's his obituary. Onita brushed a make-believe lint from her skirt and stood to leave. Well, I believe he was seeing some woman. I watched Onita walk out, knowing she was right. Betty Crane had told me privately, after one of our Bible studies, she happened to be in Greenlee one Saturday and saw Pastor Bedore drive into the Greenlee Alamo Motel with a woman. A woman who looked like Mary Grader, one of our Bible study regulars married to the wealthy Cap Grader. It was Mary, I'm telling you, Martha. It was her, Betty had told me. Me? I prayed it wasn't Mary. And I couldn't tell Onita any of this. The phone line would be jammed for days. Returning to his obituary, I hit a snag. What titles should I give the man? Preacher, pastor, rector, priest, father. As old-school Southern Episcopalians, we called him father in conversation with him. But when talking about him, we used pastor or preacher. I decided to go with Rector David Bedore, more appropriate for an obituary, I thought. Close to ten o'clock, not yet finished, I locked the gazette's doors and walked home to change into something black for the funeral. I was on the roadside when a car sped past, leaving a cloud of dust and cotton lint hanging thick in my face, smelling like harvest season. It made me think of life in Solo. What a forgotten little place. Center of the Delta, nothing but flat land for miles and miles in every direction. Our views were of corn and cotton fields and roads that hadn't been repaired in years. Only 310 souls called Solo home. We were a speck of a town, too small for any stop signs, much less a stoplight. We did have one claim to fame. Solo was the closest town to notorious Parchman Farm Penitentiary. Ten miles south. For our entire lives, Parchman remained a mystery. We'd all heard unsettling stories about the hardened criminals there and their publicized escapes. Growing up in Solo, I remember the older boys taunting, Those bad men are gonna break out and come straight for you, Martha. Believe me, a young girl can have nightmares from such teasing.